0: I don't you are listening to My Ugly Truth Podcast, an unfiltered, uncensored, raw storytelling podcast about a Jersey girl living in a crazy Florida world. She's a combination of sensitive and savage. She's got a wild heart and a reckless soul
1: with a mouth she can't control. Welcome to another episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast.
0: Hey guys, so today's episode we're going to talk about how our brain sometimes takes control and we end up in a situation where we didn't think we were going to be. No one really expects us to be in a certain situation until we're actually in it. And I want to talk about self-sabotaging in any relationship, not just love relationship, but in Friendships and family and anything to do with a relationship with another person. We always tell ourselves we're never going to end up in that situation and then we do and we're like, wow, I did not think I was going to be this girl or this guy in this situation, but it is what it is and here we are. I've always been a person that trusts way too much than I should but because until that person hurts me i don't feel like they should be punished with my past or my history i always regretted how i would trust so much in the beginning i shouldn't have trusted that person so much but i never thought that i would be the person who wouldn't trust somebody and i'm still healing i guess you can say from a certain situation and i didn't realize that i was automatically putting every person in the same category, that they were gonna to do to me what this person did to me. But it's not fair when we act like that. It's not fair for us to judge on somebody's behavior just because of somebody else's reaction or somebody else's experience in our life. And I realized recently that I was self-sabotaging a relationship that meant a lot to me by creating these ideas in my head that had nothing to do with this new person that just came in my life. So automatically what we do is as humans, we protect from being hurt, we protect from anything bad that's happened to us in the past to not repeat itself. And we tend to not realize that we are hurting ourselves more by doing that. Um, I was definitely protecting myself in the situation where I didn't want it to be ruined. And then I realized in the middle of a heated argument, I am ruining it. Why am I doing this? I'm totally ruining any chance I can get out by self-sabotaging when I shouldn't even be doing that. And I didn't realize I was doing it until I was in the middle of it. And, you know, people like to throw out, oh, you're insecure. Oh, you got issues. You've been hurt. Yes, but at the same time, It had nothing to do with that. It was more about I'm just protecting myself so that this doesn't happen again. But we can't protect ourselves from everything. So in this episode, interview with Phyllis Geinsberg. She is a book author for two books. Her recent book came out last month and she also has the Brain Makeover that came out in 2014, which is a a weekly guide of how to reprogram your brain. I think this will be very useful. It was very useful for me and I hope you guys enjoy it. For EFT tapping, if you guys don't know what that is, we'll get into more details about that. But please welcome Phyllis. She's with us from all the way from San Francisco, California. And Phyllis, here you are.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for us to be on uh, together.
0: I know. Yeah, Thank
1: you. it's going to be a great conversation. So, so tell me a
0: little bit about yourself. All right.
1: How much time do we have? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, actually, it's been a lifetime uh, that has got me to get what I'm doing out into the world, especially with my new book, Tired and Hungry No More. Not Your Ordinary Guide to Reclaiming Your Health, but uh, it was in 2005 when I was in near burnout in every area of my life as a therapist doing high-conflict divorce, child custody evaluations, and everything else the courts sent my way. I was in private practice, and my niche was high-conflict divorce, which I loved, I was great at, and I was in such high demand, I had an eight-month waiting list. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and you know my brain loved the work it was like doing a three thousand piece jigsaw puzzle on each family and i'd write these long reports but i still had two kids at home a husband a dog and a cat and there was nothing left of me while i was trying to keep up with the demand my husband would say don't tell them you can't take on the case just tell them when you can and By then, when I had the eight-month waiting list, I said, I can't keep up this pace. There's none of me left. I have no time for me. I was earning great money and no time to spend it. So I completed my eight months of evaluations and the things that I agreed to, and then I took time off. During that time is when I had my amazing
0: breakthrough. Your aha moment.
1: My big aha moment. Not only was it a – it wasn't a moment necessarily, but what I discovered about the brain. I went to a training on brain research. I kept up with all my trainings and license and all that good stuff. So they – I had one of these California mandatory uh continuing education classes, and they did a segment on brain research and what happens to kids in their brain when there's conflict. And it was fascinating. And as soon as I saw the – slides of how the brain lights up and what happens in different areas when there's trauma, I knew that I had to do something different, but I could not continue to just be of service to the courts and make recommendations You're to really judges. Something about it, right. I had to do something else. And I knew that I grew up with trauma in my childhood. And so I healed myself. I immersed myself in positive psychology, which was just coming out. This was in 2005. I've been at this for a while. And when I put the pieces together, I knew about tapping, which EFT tapping is called the emotional freedom technique. And I learned of tapping from Dr. Roger Callahan, who pioneered tapping.
0: And it wasn't that big back then, right? I don't think I've heard
1: of it back then. No, back then it was only for mental health professionals. Okay. It wasn't until later that... Somebody else took it and simplified it. It was a very complex system. I used it to decrease my anxiety to get licensed. For me to get licensed, I had to go in front of a panel uh and do an oral, and they would throw questions at you. And within 25 minutes, like, you had to be on top and answer the 19 questions that determined whether you got licensed or not. Okay, not have anxiety, and you can answer the questions. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, so I used tapping uh for that. And it reduced the anxiety tremendously. It it was more anxiety-provoking than childbirth, which was pretty (laughs) anxiety-provoking. So in taking what I knew about brain research, EFT tapping, positive psychology, I put all of it together. I started working with people. This was my aha moment. What would it be like to work with people who weren't court-ordered to see me?
0: Uh I do have to actually get this done, like, want to get it done. Right.
1: People who really want to make positive lasting help. yeah. And so I, I started working with people and getting phenomenal results, and I thought, this is just too good to be true. Like, right. this is amazing. And and then I wrote my book, Brain Makeover, the first book. Which I'm
0: actually going to buy it on Amazon. I want to read it because it looks really good.
1: Thank you. That, that book has the, the foundation – of what I what I learned during my time off and started applying with myself and clients and then tired and hungry no more came about after I did my initial work on myself and got to this point, then I started going back to some of the, the past things that really impacted me, like my mom and her early death. Right, right. And when we grew up, I wasn't aware that food made a huge impact. I kind of had an inkling, like, my mom doesn't eat very well, and she's not very healthy, but we didn't talk hey, you about are, it. I just thought that was normal. Yeah, it's like everybody, it was kind of normal. Everyone
0: has normal. something that they
1: think it's normal, right? Yeah, normal to be a little overweight, but when my mom had super high cholesterol, triglycerides, arthritis, migraine headaches, got cancer and died at 37, that left an imprint.
0: Wow, yeah. How old were you?
1: I was 15.
0: Oh, gosh. That's, like, the worst. Like, that's at the age where you're, like, wanting to make sure your parents don't go away.
1: Well, she was sick, my, my, like, my entire life, so I was the, I was kind of the parent in the mm-hmm. house who took care yeah, of Yeah, that it. can mess with you a little bit. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. So, tired and hungry and no more is actually the combination, the integration of the emotional, the mental, and the what can you do to take care of yourself so that you can have a healthy life and a healthier, and I still go, the premise that I have is that if you don't get your brain on board, if you don't get that thinking right, nothing is going to change.
0: You automatically think nothing's gonna work. So, how is your experience with seeing the outcome?
1: Actually, because the tapping is physiologically changing your chemistry. When you about. do tapping on meridian points, it's like acupuncture, except without needles. So, like we're tapping like this. Mm-hmm. As you do a round or two of tapping, it is calming the amygdala, the part of your brain that signals the fight or flight response. Right. And The release of stress hormones so whether you believe in tapping or not your body is going to react just because you're doing this tapping i have people that are skeptical when i go out speaking any opportunity even if it's Mm -hmm. 10 minutes i'll do five minutes of tapping just as an intro and i'll usually do it on something like stress Mm -hmm. and there will be people in the audience that will feel the difference
0: Okay, awesome. T, you said it's emotional what? The emotional
1: freedom technique.
0: And you actually got this done to yourself? You do it on yourself. Okay. I learned
1: this uh, from Roger Callahan, who pioneered this. It became simplified, and it's becoming more mainstream mm-hmm. today. And you do it on yourself. And so I will go with where I feel I'm connected to taking people. I have a gift of... <clears throat> I think 30 years of being a therapist and my assessment skills are like razor sharp. Right. And my intuition also leads me to where somebody needs to go. Yeah, I feel like um, a lot of people
0: can get the vibe of somebody uh, just by being with around them or talking. Energy is huge, I think.
1: Yeah, because of of those gifts and talents and experiences that I've had, that I have been able to help people, even in an audience that I didn't work directly with them. I'll get an email. Afterwards saying, wow, your talk really impacted me and the tapping shifted this Mm for me. And well, and it's not just positivity. And I wanted to tell you in my book, Brain Makeover, um, I have a second edition coming out in paperback, probably in the next couple of weeks. It's available on amazon kindle right now so that's available and i've added a section on tapping in there but tired and hungry no more has Mm -hmm. it's got a whole chapter with 10 of the most common self-sabotaging topics things that get in the way of anything any goal that you want to make mine happens I happen to have the health and fitness you know living a life that you feel good in your body and you can do okay. it you you've got the energy for it mm-hmm. so those are the pieces that I focus on, but it doesn't ma- doesn't matter if you have a a business goal a job mm-hmm. right whatever it is that you're aspiring to do if you don't get your brain on board first, you're right. gonna default.
0: Right, right. So what do you what do you think the brain goes to when it tries to self sabotage?
1: So here's what happens. The most important thing for us is survival. And so we do we do survival thinking and it's not conscious. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you had a trauma in early childhood and because of that trauma you have made some decisions. This could even be you don't even have language yet, could be you were two, three, four years old, and you look at maybe how your parents interact or what happens, and you say, well, I'm never going to do that. I'm going to do anything but that. So if you have a thought like, I need to make sure I'm safe and that someone's always there for me because my parents were never there for me. Right. So what you're on the lookout. Your subconscious is going to be on the lookout for Am I safe? Is somebody there for me? You're not looking to see, you're not looking forward, but you're looking backwards. Like you're being drawn by your past instead right. of future thinking, you're doing past thinking.
0: Okay. So actually I wanted to give you a little bit of personal background. Just maybe just pick your brain about what okay. I need. I I would need help on the EFT tapping. But I would say I'm 32 years old. I have two kids from my first marriage. And then I went into an engagement of a five year relationship. That last relationship really hit me in the core and I'm still working on it. It's been about over a year now. It I'm seeing myself in, you know, in a new relationship or seeing other people and I'm scared and I'm totally sabotaging it. And I'm like, oh, my God, stop. Okay, I will
1: tell you, I'll tell you in a nutshell. Okay, can we do it with tapping? Cause this is yeah what yeah we can do that but, yeah, yeah
0: cause, you know people think you're insecure people think you have issues it's like no I'm protecting myself you yeah. know
1: exactly and so if we do it with tapping we bypass the brain in a way that it will free the stored emotions that go with it because right. they're stored in the body all the 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 trauma the loss the the guilt the shame the embarrassment right all that right. it's stored yeah. in your body somewhere. Right. And you're protecting yourself from repeating another situation like that. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. I would love to do some tapping with you.
0: Yeah, I am I definitely need to try it because I hear about it, and it's coming more popular, I feel like, recently. All
1: right. So is it okay with you if we dive into the tapping? Yeah, let's do this. Let's try it. Yes. All right. So I use the tapping points, and I'll <laughs> describe them as I go. The first one is where the – Eyebrow starts closest to the nose. Okay. And you're just tapping lightly with a couple of fingers. And then you're going to move to the side of the eye. Right, yeah. So just follow the eyebrow along in your side of the eye. And then under the eye, which is just under the pupil. And then you're moving under the nose. I know it might look or feel silly, but it works. And then in the chin crease. Next is a collarbone, and then under your arm, about four inches under the armpit, where your arm, where your bra strap would be, and you can cross over, like, cross your body like you're doing, mm-hmm. and top of head. Okay. So that's a round of tapping. Okay. And then I'm going to give you phrases. Do you feel any energy moving as you did that practice round?
0: I felt a little bit more relaxed, yeah. Hmm?
1: Yeah, it has that tendency. And with calming things down and relaxing, that's when we can get in touch with what's right for us and get clarity on things. Okay. So I'm going to do a round of tapping with you first to acknowledge your thoughts and feelings. Okay. If, and it's not making it worse. They're already there. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. And you can't get this wrong. Right. Yeah. So we're starting at the eyebrow. and just Yeah, tap several times and repeat after me. I feel like I'm self-sabotaging.
0: I feel like I'm self-sabotaging.
1: Side of the eye. I don't want to repeat my past mistakes.
0: I don't want to repeat my past mistakes.
1: Under the eye. I don't do very well in the relationship category.
0: I don't do really well in the relationship category.
1: Under the nose. I'm embarrassed about my marriages.
0: I'm embarrassed about my marriages.
1: Chin. I'm having a hard time getting over my last relationship.
0: I'm having a hard time getting over my last relationship.
1: Collarbone. I don't want to be alone the rest of my life.
0: I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life.
1: Underarm. I don't know how
0: to shift this. I don't know how to shift this.
1: Top of head. It's been really difficult. It's been really
0: difficult.
1: Take a big, deep breath. Mm. Kind of hard to say those things. <laughs> yeah, but that's the truth, right? Yeah. yeah. So how did it feel? Any thoughts or feelings come up when you were saying that? Or did anything stand out?
0: It stood out a lot about I'm embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I'm more not a... I'm not over the pain yet, I guess. not. And it's not the relationship, not the person, but the pain that they caused me, or how can somebody do that? That's what the problem.
1: Okay. All right. You ready for another round? Yeah. All right. So we're back to the eyebrow. I don't understand how someone could cause so much pain.
0: I don't understand how someone can cause so much pain.
1: Side of the eye. It was so hurtful.
0: It was so hurtful.
1: Under the eye. I don't know if I'll ever get over it.
0: I don't know if I'll ever get over it.
1: Under the nose. That doesn't feel true.
0: That doesn't feel true. Chin. I know
1: I'll get through this.
0: I know I'll get through this.
1: Collarbone. But I'm having a hard time forgiving.
0: But I'm having a hard time
1: forgiving. Underarm. I don't know if I can forgive him.
0: I don't know if I can forgive him.
1: Top ahead. I don't know if I can forgive myself.
0: I don't know if I can forgive myself.
1: Take a big, deep breath.
0: It kind of reminds me a lot of meditation. I do a lot of meditation, so it does remind me a lot oh, of that.
1: Yeah. In what way?
0: In the um, thinking more in depth of the situation than just the situation and relaxing and more soothing, more in tune with my body, I guess.
1: Okay, so you are experiencing the effects of calming that fight-or-flight response? and the amygdala, and getting to a place of feeling calmer where you can think more clearly. Right,
0: which I need help with.
1: We, yeah. we just did, what, two rounds of
0: tapping? Yeah, yeah, that was actually a lot more more relaxed than I was from the beginning.
1: Right, and so to do this on your own, and anybody can do this, you wouldn't necessarily get to fancy stuff uh, like I I would get to, because I'm not you, right? When right. you're working on yourself, you're kind of in the picture, so you can't see. You can't see yourself in the frame. Right. Because you're in it, and you only know what you know. But I'll tell you and your listeners, this is the best way for you to work and do tapping on yourself, is to go through those tapping points and tell yourself your story. Just acknowledge your thoughts and feelings. That's all we did.
0: Right. But just doing that, it could affect depending on what's said or, you know, you can really think in deep, which then brings emotions in. Yeah.
1: Right. And if you have emotions, that's great. Let them pass through. Just let them be. They won't last long, especially as you continue tapping. It's going to free those stored emotions. And when they're freed, they're gone for good.
0: How does it reprogram your mind to release those emotions?
1: So you're calming the amygdala, the fight-or-flight response, and freeing stored emotions in your body. And they can be anywhere. When I work with people, sometimes their stomach will hurt horribly with one statement. And then we do tapping, one round of tapping, that pain is gone like that.
0: Believing that I'm not going to always feel like this. I, that was a hard one. I don't know if I believe that.
1: But I could sense that that wasn't true for you. Right. No, get over
0: it. It's just going to take a long time, I think.
1: Right. You believe, well, you believe it's going to take a long time and it doesn't have to, but because you don't know of any quicker way of doing it,
0: you think it's going to be a long time. Right.
1: But what we did in two rounds of tapping was pretty amazing to calm things down. And this is the the beauty of doing tapping, especially when you can get to the source of things quickly Mm -hmm. and accurately. That you can free things. I've had people say doing tapping with you for 20 minutes was like 10 years of therapy.
0: To see that, and now can you use that as well? Because I, I mean, I tend to react my emotions a lot, and I then regret because I'm upset. Mm-hmm. That you can use that towards that in the heat of the moment, right? You can just start like, tapping away.
1: <laughs> exactly. Okay. Instead of, if you can. Think to use this as a tool, not be reactive. Because when there's high stress, you go into autopilot and automatically react. Right. The, if you can remember you have this tool to do tapping, then just do the tapping. And what you want to say to someone else, say, you know, let's do, this, let's just do this as a as a round of tapping.
0: Okay.
1: I really want to say something to that person.
0: I really want to say something to that person.
1: Side of the eye. I can barely hold back.
0: I can barely hold back. That is amen.
1: (laughs) Under the eye. They've got it coming. (laughs) They've got it coming. (laughs) Under the nose. They're messing with the wrong person.
0: They're messing with the wrong person.
1: (laughs) Chin. I want to say it so bad.
0: I say it so bad.
1: (laughs) But I know I'm going to regret it.
0: But I know I'm going to regret it.
1: Yeah. Underarm. I want to be better than this. I want to be better than this. Top ahead. I'm starting to feel more relaxed already. I'm still starting to feel more relaxed already. What
0: are exactly these points that we're tapping
1: at? They are endpoints to meridians that Chinese the Chinese medicine uh, have been established and they've been using them for thousands of years.
0: Okay, yeah, no, because I was wondering about that because I mean, whichever way, I guess is it like a sensor?
1: It's when you think of um, energy running through the body. If you look up acup- acupuncture and you look up meridian or meridian points, you'll see there's energy systems because we're energy beings. And when you have stuck energy, clogged energy, the reason people emotionally have difficulties, especially depression, is that there's so much stuck energy. Right. And
0: actually, I will admit, um, I did have depression for about a year. To the point where medication wasn't really helping. I mean, again, it wasn't doing anything. And I slowly stopped it. And that's why I started going into meditation. Like, I'll do it before I go to bed. I'll even listen to YouTube videos of guided meditation. It's just some affirmation or anything like that. Anything positive. And you use it to fall asleep. But also the messages in them help out, too. I mean, medication never helped out at all. But, you know, this would be a good way,
1: too. What you're actually, what you've been doing. Is rewiring your brain. You, mm-hmm. you might not have known it, but doing tapping rewires the brain and repetitive things over and over, uh, like listening to positive affirmations that you believe mm-hmm. or that are possible because the flip side is, and I see this a lot when people first do tapping with me and I start with acknowledging, they're like, no, I don't wanna,
0: I don't wanna acknowledge. Yeah things you were saying I was like ah, that's true that is so true but you know it's my truth
1: right And and they think that's going to reinforce it like saying an affirmation over and over but what you're really doing is acknowledging it when you say an affirmation that's not true like I have the love of my life and I'm in an easy relationship and we can communicate with ease and everybody gets along and my kids love them that's I can feel just a tinge of stress in my back when I say that.
0: Yeah, it's, that sounds like you're um, trying to prove it.
1: Yeah. It's stressful because, for one, you don't believe it. And if you don't believe it, it your, brain's, yeah. your brain's not going to be on board, and your body is going to get stored in your body somewhere, mm-hmm. and you're going to feel it. And a lot of times I can feel energy moving, like in legs or feet or swirling in my head, mm-hmm. things like that.
0: It, could it be something like this? Because I started, like, I don't have re- restless uh, leg syndrome. But lately, I've been just, like, past year, I've just been really moving my legs. And I think it might be something about my stress. I don't know.
1: It's not uncommon. that The legs are what move us forward, right? So it's not uncommon that stored energy gets stuck in the legs that holds us back, that anchors us, that keeps us stuck where we're at. Right. And I have a lot of people I work with that. I can feel energy, and, and they can too. Many times, some people don't feel any energy, but they know that things are working.
0: I need a quick question. I, I think that would work a lot more than obviously medication because <laughs> it didn't work. It, it do. I've gotten to the point where I do acknowledge what's going on because there was so many times where that I just programmed in my mind, oh, he's coming back. I've had to come to terms with it, like, no, he's not coming back. Why mm-hmm. would we even want this person back? And I'm at that point now where I'm at an acknowledgment of what's going on. I know what's not going on, but it's just something that, like, I see how that person gets over the pain or covers it very well. And I'm not a person to cover my feelings. I wear my heart in my sleeve. So it's something that I'm still working on the
1: actual hurt part, the pain. Right. Yeah, you've made a tremendous amount of progress. Thank you. <laughs> and I think acknowledging that, as you just did, it gives your message the brain. It gives your brain the message, I'm doing the work. I'm moving forward. I've taken matters into my own hands, and I'm finding what works for me.
0: I heard you saying in an interview before um, that you would write it out just to kind of get it out of your body and just look at it like this is my story. And that is true. If you get it out of your head and actually write it down, manifest something. Even that, I feel like writing it down is huge. Like you're writing it into something. It's not just in your head. Yeah.
1: Actually write your story or whatever it is that you have running in your head. You can use that. And do tapping with it.
0: Okay. And t- what what statements are you recommending to say? Um, is it about your truth, or also what you want out of it? Is those the
1: statements you want to be said when you're tapping? So the first thing you always want to do is acknowledge your truth. Acknowledge what's true for you. And if you've written it down, and that's what comes out of you, you can read each sentence and tap and say each sentence out loud. Move to the next point. Say the next sentence. And that will release it. The writing is great. It gets it out of your head. The tapping will take it just many levels to releasing the stored emotions.
0: Situation, I guess, where you're self-sabotaging. How many uh, sessions of, of tapping do you think you can get to a point where you really do not store those emotions, negative emotions anymore. I mean, I know there's not a limit. Kind of like meditation, like how everyone does it every day?
1: No, not necessarily. You might want to do tapping every day if you're dealing with some really intense stuff. If you've got depression, anxiety, if you've got chronic things, if you're just either starting to work on yourself and you've got a storehouse of things, it could take a little while for you to get through them. You may or may not need some assistance with that. Right. I like to rate things on a scale of 1 to 10. So if you were to rate, today I feel like I self-sabotage and it getting in the way of my life and it feels like it's an 8. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I, 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 or maybe it's a 12 out of 10. Like it's right, way right. off the charts or a 20. Like it feels so big. Right. When you rate it, you will be able to see. And you'll do tapping on certain thoughts or feelings that come up once those are cleared. Don't be surprised. There's probably a few more layers of other things that'll show up. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) But when you're ready, you'll get to them. I like to look at it as your brain is magnificent and self-conscious at self-preservation, and it's going to protect you by not giving you everything to work on at once. So I like to say don't be in a hurry. Right, right, right. (laughs) Would you explain
0: uh, self-sabotaging in a situation where other people might be included? How can you explain that to somebody?
1: what your brain is doing. Oh, my philosophy is whatever you have going is all yours. That person, dead or alive, has nothing to do with your thoughts and feelings. Right.
0: Also, People see self sabotaging as a negative thing, which it is, but they automatically jump into insecurities or they automatically jump into you have problems or anything. It's kind of hard to explain what you're doing when you know what you're doing. I already knew what I was doing when I was self-sabotaging a situation by blaming my past on this person and i'm thinking i don't want to do that that's not fair but i've never i've been very trusting my whole life but now i'm feeling like i'm not and i kind of
1: don't like that new it's new <laughs> yeah then then i think share what we're talking about today listen to this podcast self sabotage it's something hard to uh,
0: i never i always saw people doing it and i never understood it and now of course me in the situation i'm a trusting person i always believe people when they say something but then I started questioning well what if they're not telling the truth what if this person's doing the same thing the other person's doing and you're like oh my god I can't
1: think I'm gonna drive myself crazy right and it makes perfect sense that all you're trying to do is protect yourself and keep yourself safe right we all do it in at least one or more areas of our life yeah
0: that that is very true yeah um I guess because the only thing you can go by experience
1: right we take our experience and then we have to make some meaning out of it
0: had a therapist um, say this, and it's a very good question because I always ask why. He's like, why do you ask why? It doesn't change anything. It doesn't make it better. I, I feel like if I explain it in my head, it might make sense, and I might come to terms with it, and I can get over it quicker. But not always like that. But I always feel the need to ask why.
1: My husband used to ask why a lot. And I would say that is probably the most useless question to ask. It,
0: it, that's what he said, yeah. why right. do you
1: know. It's not going to change things. When I do tapping with people, once I get them calmed down so that they're when we rate a situation, maybe it started at a 10 or an 8, when we can get it down to a 4 or below, I will start introducing possibility statements, things that will then shift the focus of thinking. And this is something that in Tired and Hungry No More, there are three different types of tapping scripts the statements, the first is acknowledging. The second are possibility statements. The okay. third are anchoring statements. After you've acknowledged enough and you get to a place where you can do possibility statements, you mm-hmm. can retrain your brain so that you're not problem focused, but you begin to be solution focused. You're not going to be the same person when you can start thinking and your brain is wired for solutions. And you're looking for solutions rather than focusing on problems. It's a game changer.
0: Is this something with the memory about the restore emotions or is it Do you do remember back to what experience you've had? The great thing
1: about doing tapping is that you will have your memories. You can remember an event, a situation, and you won't have the emotional reaction anymore. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, I,
0: I I think a lot of people can benefit in that, um, especially you know people going through situations. My situation, I'm a single mom, and there's um you know one income, so it's it starts getting a lot more than just relationships. It's more about okay, I'm 32. Okay, this this this. I'm the main uh, provider in my home, so everything starts stressing out about every like you said. If it's not that, it's gonna be something else that you need to you know, right focus on. So, yeah, I I can definitely see how that could work. And when you are calm, you do start thinking about other things in a more realistic way.
1: You would have to do some work. Uh, One or two rounds of tapping. You might be so worked up that you do six or seven rounds of just acknowledging your thoughts and feelings. But that's much better than routing out something you'll regret.
0: Something that a lot of people have. I'm not afraid of confrontation, so whenever it comes at me, I throw it right back, and then later I'm like, uh, why did I do that? That's something that I definitely will do when I'm in that moment of freaking out, you know?
1: Right, and it's a learned behavior for you. Yes. It comes automatic. Yes. You don't have to think about it, and that's the piece to break that pattern, right. is change that pattern so that you don't default to confrontation.
0: Right, right, right. In your book, Brain Makeover, you said you have like a week guide. Suggesting on there.
1: It's a weekly guide to a happier, healthier, and more abundant life. In the 52 weekly readings, there's one section on tapping. The rest of it, are different ways of thinking about situations everything from deprivation just like sleep deprivation and how much does that impacts our health and well-being creativity finances relationships right there's a whole range of things there's several readings in here on emotions and anger i used to teach the 52-week batter's treatment program for batters who are court ordered for anger management, oh, yeah. and so that was one. It's an area of expertise for me. I mean, I'm sure
0: you learned a lot in that in that field, just with the the whole court system and everything they have to do, and you were big help on that.
1: I worked at a family service agency with two battered women shelters, Rape Crisis, the AIDS Project, AIDS. The first AIDS case was in that county. Wow. In Central California, I did a lot of drug and alcohol assessments, CPS reporting. I'm like, you name it, the worst of the worst of the worst stuff. So when I moved to the Bay Area, divorce, high-conflict divorce was like candy. Like, this is easy, piece of cake. Right. So I started in private practice and affiliated with the courts. And I, being a marriage and family therapist, most of the people doing the work were psychologists. But because of my background and all the intense stuff that I had experience with, which is why I think I'm so precise when I do the tapping statements is because I have that just laser focused assessment skill. You,
0: um started the tapping for yourself like you did it for that, the evaluation. With that, did you go into something more in depth with your personal life when you did tapping the next time or did you kind of stick around with the anxiety for a
1: while? I pretty much just used it for that and then I put it on the back burner and then I was busy doing my hours and figuring out as a newly licensed therapist, <laughs> Who I was not accustomed to talking to very many people. I lived a pretty isolated childhood and asking questions of people was not something I was familiar with. <laughs> like I had a big growth curve. Yeah. But it wasn't until somewhere along the way then that became, it, it showed up in the mainstream. Second edition of Brain Makeover. The reason I did a second edition was to make it more interactive for the reader to be able to get to know themselves better. It includes uh, an assessment at the beginning and then one at the end. It also has questions that you can journal about. Every day you can choose or choose not to do something, whether it's uh, think about something, do an activity, There's so many things in there that even if you chose one or two, it could change your life. It's pretty much
0: like um, not keeping you in that same thought. Exactly.
1: Like I say, and it's in the book, if you want something different, you must do something different on purpose.
0: Insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result, right? Right. Try to fix it and try to, you know... Something's broke trying to fix it. And then later it's like, no, this is something you need to let go. One of your interviews that we have a majority of negative thoughts daily. How can we work on that if that's something that's so
1: automatic? Right. It's the survival brain. And you can shift out of survival thinking by acknowledging the pieces that show up for you and recognizing this isn't working for me anymore. I don't like this behavior, which every behavior stems from a thought. but. Usually the behavior happens so fast that you don't, you may not know what the thought is. React. Right, because it's react, we're in reactive mode. Scientists say about 95 to 97% of what we do is we're unconscious of. We're only dealing with 3 to 5% consciousness. Autopilot is great, otherwise it would take forever to do anything. If we had to think of Every single thing to do just to get out of bed in the morning. Right. Sometimes I
0: autopilot home and I don't even know how I got there, but I was
1: so in thought that I just got there. Exactly. So we want autopilot. We just don't want it running all of our thoughts to the conclusion of an end result of reaction that then doesn't get us where we want to go. And I think that when you start programming your brain, rewiring your brain for possibility thinking, you are no longer going to be in the place where your thoughts are running you, but you are running your thoughts. Right.
0: What years did your books come out? What made you want to write a book about it?
1: Brain Makeover came out in
0: 2014.
1: Okay. And Tired and Hungry No More just came out last month.
0: I saw That's Awesome. Congratulations.
1: Yeah. The results that I get with people and when I'm out speaking in large audiences, I've had audiences of 40, 60, 100 people. And I go deep when I do tapping with the statements. We're doing tapping, and then there's statements that go with it.
0: You said that sometimes we think about the same thoughts over and over again, which I feel like that is something that I do deal with. I do think about certain situations a lot, and I'm like, okay, we need to stop obsessing over it. How can you help with tapping? Like, What would be some good statements on that?
1: (laughs) Do you want to do it now? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: All right, let's do it. So start at the eyebrow.
0: Okay.
1: I can't stop thinking about this.
0: Can't stop thinking about this.
1: Side of the eye. It's all I think about
0: all I think about.
1: Under the eye. I'm obsessing again.
0: I'm obsessing again.
1: Under the nose. I don't know how to let it go.
0: I don't know how to let it go.
1: Chin. I keep thinking about what happened.
0: I keep thinking about what happened.
1: Collarbone. I keep thinking about what they said.
0: I keep thinking about what they said.
1: Underarm. I want to change the story. I want to change the story. I like that one. <laughs> Top ahead. And I keep thinking about it. And I keep thinking about it. And take a big breath.
0: Friend that's actually going through something that you kind of went through in 2005. Where um I actually have a friend in 2005 who, uh or what you're going through in 2005 is actually going through now. She just feels like, you know, her, her dad passed away not too long ago, and, and just a lot of things have been fallen on her since then and she has to do with probate and the will and all this stuff and she's the oldest child and she's just like I'm at the point where not even my work is making me happy like I want something that I can feel like I'm accomplishing to helping others and and you felt like that at one point so is that like maybe something that you recommend you know just follow your heart like the calling you know I I have a she's like a good she's a down-to-earth great person and I could see her doing what you're doing so how would you recommend if somebody was wanting to do something like that?
1: Uh, yeah, I would say that if, if she's wanting to do something different or anybody's wanting to do different, something different than what they're doing, uh, just be in touch with that. Just like I was, I would say I was led to, I needed to take a break from that work because my health was, being impacted, and once it took time off and started working on me, uh, then all kinds of ideas showed up and doors opened, and experiences and connections and it it just took on a life of its own, yeah, and so if she wants to do something different, you can plans for something different, or you can let kind of the universe direct you into something different. For me, the universe directed me into something different. I did right. not plan to be an author. I didn't plan to write books. Uh, when I had the, an idea when I was younger, like, oh, it would be fun to write a book and be an author. But I didn't have any idea how to do that. Right.
0: No, I mean, now with three, almost three books, like, it looks like you're doing pretty well for yourself, especially the one that just came out. So how's that one going for you? Are you busy with
1: that one? Yes, it's going really well. I'm uh, doing some book signings coming up and just having fun with it. They can look at my website. I've got the uh, events posted on there for book signings. And And
0: what's your website again? It's
1: phyllisginsberg.com.
0: Okay, and that's ginsber gcom right? Yes. Okay, perfect. And then all social media, right? All social media. Thank you so much, Phyllis, for being with us today and giving us information about EFT. That's something that's so big and it's not fully out there yet, but it's starting to get really big. I've heard it the past two years. And now with your new book, I am looking forward to the first brain makeover and the second one. I like the weekly guide. It's working with your brain to
1: reprogram it.
0: There you go. Okay. That was good. <laughs> and I will put all the information for Phyllis's new book that just came out this past month. Uh, and that will be with the link on the iTunes episode bio if you guys want to look at that. Or also on social media, I'll post it with the link. Thank you, Phyllis. Thank if you, Angie. Know, but- I hope you guys enjoyed that episode interviewing Miss Phyllis Ginsberg, G-I-N-S-B-E-R-G. Go on to Amazon or Kindle or online and order your book. I know I don't ask much from my listeners, but if you could please subscribe on iTunes to my Ugly Truth podcast. Follow me on Instagram, my Ugly Truth podcast. You can also follow Phyllis Ginsberg on Instagram or any social media. Thank you guys.